0: Hey, how's it going? Saturday night live, week ten upon us. Michael McQuaid, Colum Cronin, Brian O'Leary. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to everybody watching as well. Just before we start off, uh, two things. First off, if you want to comment, get your sc- uh, comment on the screen, please do. YouTube is your best shot. Search Irish NFL Show. It's on Twitter. And secondly, good to have everybody back live here. Uh, the one time that we did a pre-recorded show, nothing happened. Thank God in the NFL. Uh, Colin, we'll start with you. Welcome in, man.
1: How's it going? Um, Yeah, look, every week we say, what a week. And every week the NFL delivers because there is always something happening. I mean, it was only uh, this evening, obviously, more news around the Rams, which we're going to get to. But uh, I think an interesting suite of games as well this week. So, plenty to discuss this
0: evening. Brian, how's it going?
2: Oh, good. Oh, good great to be back with you guys again um this Fred as usual red, red. um I wouldn't say week 10 started with a bang but it certainly started with a shock and we've had a, a number of Dolphins fans um you know react to a great result for them by obviously poking holes in their picks on Thursday night. which in fairness they're right to because we all gave them very little chance in the game but that was based on what we've seen up to now nine weeks of inconsistency and poor play offensively and defensively but geez, they came out and put a performance up on Thursday night, and that Ravens team on Thursday, looked the shadow of the team that we've seen throughout the season, we, we discussed on the show Thursday how effective Lamar's been, putting up average of 30 odd points, and even last week's comeback against the Vikings, but he looked a shadow of himself on Thursday night, and for Dolphins fans who had very little to share about this season, um, it was nice for them to get a, a result, and can rest up and take a week off.
0: Shout out to all the Dolphins fans, so talk about that game in two seconds, boys, I'm just buzzing for the rugby, I am, I know it's not the Irish rugby show, but Delighted. Brings us all together. We're all delighted. Uh, hopefully we can get an NFL game at the Aviva someday. But uh, Column, yeah, Thursday night football, we all picked the Ravens. Uh, I actually said the game could be over in the first quarter, so um, I'd, I'd like to apologise. I'd like to apologise to all Dolphins fans on behalf of not only me, but just also the whole show. Um, I woke up on Friday morning and just laughed. I, I, at this point, Colin, I have to laugh.
1: Well, I I mean, yeah, we, we, you have to make a pick and, and it, at times it can be a toss of a coin and um, the uh, Lindsay Jones's five-year-old actually had a, a better record than any of us last weekend and in in most of the experts. So a lot, the result um, a lot of the time can be a, a coin toss, but for that, this game, we had talked, I suppose, about some of the issues with the Ravens' secondary. We didn't think the Dolphins would be good enough to take advantage of it. And the Dolphins defence had been so disappointing. Brian and I had been bigging them up in our preseason show. We thought that they were playoff bound, but boy did they show up on Thursday and kudos to them for a brilliant performance and kudos to Brian Flowers. I mean, this is the creativity that we kind of expected from a Flowers defence. They showed cover zero 40 times pre-snap. It's unprecedented. They uh, pressured Lamar all night long. You could see his frustration. I lost count to the number times that I saw him smack the ground and just they were brilliant on across the board but particularly on those third downs they just harried and harassed them and they took advantage of the opportunities that that came their way so you'd have to say a really great performance when you look at the Dolphins kind of next five games they're winnable uh, certainly so it'll be interesting to see what they finish with if if Flores is to keep his job you know, the, I think the playoffs are realistically out of reach. But he needs a serious second half of the the season if he is to have a job uh, next year. What do you
0: think, Brad?
2: I would say kudos as well to Tui, um, because he clearly wasn't fit. He came in and did a, did a job in, in a game where you're you know you're not expected to come in and play. Came in and that particular the last drive in which they he actually ran in the touchdown. You know that was a, a moment in the game, having seen the Ravens just go in with the Mark Andrews touchdown, and there was still a bit of time on the clock. That if they had held him up, but he, I think the Ravens, you know, went a bit missing on the outside, but on the perimeter. But in fairness, he made the play, and uh, Tui, you could see clearly he wasn't fit, but he did enough. And interesting enough, on Friday I looked at a number of these, uh not podcasts, but fan pages of the Dolphins. There was a lot of videos from the stadium himself and the reaction to Tui when he came into the game. So it was, there was a lot of talk in the media you know around two potentially moving off the dolphins i think it was quite clear in the game that the dolphins fans are um, as as colin cracks open a can wants me to celebrate the dolphins win um it was very clear in the stadium that the dolphin fans are behind to it and uh, that was nice to see because he's had a he's had a tough year in and out you know and scrutiny but he keeps to be getting his head down and getting on with it despite all the speculation that he's going to get moved on in the next half season so a big win for them and for the ravens uh, it kind of leaves them in a bit of a situation because we touched on you know even discussing this game in terms of we discussed on how competitive the division is you know between the browns the Bengals, and whom we're leaving now the uh, steelers i nearly forgot steelers. the steelers that we gave no, no hope to and the steelers win tomorrow with no and behold they're top of the division it's, it's a bizarre <laughs> division but it's a very competitive uh, you know you could say it's one of, it probably is the most competitive one right now with the exception maybe of the afc west
0: uh, love the can opening column just to celebrate. I know you're a big Miami fan. Darren McGuire commented saying, "Cans open."
2: No mute on, on columns there but, and, and
1: everything.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just
1: just celebrating the the reemergence of this Dolphins defense
0: absolutely and there's there's loads of comments I want to thank 75 people watching on Twitter right now you can comment in your best bets on YouTube to get it read out properly on screen but Patriots Feeder welcome into the show we did beat New Zealand what a weekend and let's talk about Arizona says Dart we will at some point Irish NFL show presented by Trust Gaming presented by Matchbook betting exchange this was a moment of the season so far for me uh dear God
2: I thought dear... that was I, I thought that was Wadi when I saw that on Friday morning
0: well I can tell you now Waddy's gonna love this lads it, it's on is is it on is it happening let's say
2: oh uh, <laughs> I'll have to send that to him. I don't think he's around tonight he's off <laughs> celebrating <laughs> the win
0: <laughs> for, for anyone listening on the podcast that that is Tua lifting the Lombardi trophy in LA in February who knows uh, thank you for the comment as well B Phil 85 appreciate the feedback from everybody appreciate everybody listening Michael watching. you know
2: it, Michael sorry you don't mean to cut across if that if that was to come to pass you know you'd probably be the, the cleverest man in this country you know yeah, Martin might be giving you a shout to help him out.
0: I might get a year's supply of my waddy from Mr. Waddy himself. Who, who knows? Uh, <laughs> right, before we go to talk about like Unreal like, City games, first off, obviously Mark's not here. I have got Mark's picks, so hi, Mark. I know you're watching. Feel better soon. I'm still not fully recovered. I have to apologize publicly to the Donegal Dairy Vipers for not being a letter canny tonight. Hope you have a good night, lads. I'm sure you're all watching the show now instead of actually having a few pints. But Thursday night, Ronaldo's in the Aviva, the cracks ninety column, and then boom, twenty minutes to go, a boy runs onto the field in the Aviva. Five minutes later, Odell's going to LA. Twenty four hours after that, it looks as if Robert Woods is out for the season. Have I got that correct? The same day they came in, or that's just crazy? Couple of days for LA.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I suppose talk about having a, a ready-made replacement when. OBJ signed, it was the wondering, you know, where you know, it it wasn't it's no, like low risk, not no risk, because there'll always be the when I think back to Espria signing with Newcastle and the way it derailed things there. But they didn't have to give anything up. They weren't paying him a whole lot of money. If he was to destabilize anything, they always could have cut him. But now, you know, with woods going out, he offers them it's such such a threat. So it it worked out for for the rams you you would have to say i think it was an interesting that he there you know initially i suppose the the interest the interest did it didn't go happen as quickly as maybe some of us thought it might and then he signed he didn't sign. He's on the fence. He wanted to. to It's it, the the way in which it it all leaked out over the last kind of fifty minutes before uh, he actually signed was interesting. And obviously, the stories have come out since he was faced out with Jalen Ramsey, and Ramsey takes him into the uh, wide receiver room and all that sort of stuff. So um, certainly, for for the Rams, it you know another sign of just how. Uh, intent they are on trying to go all the way and win the the Lombardi. Cronké obviously wants to to win that in his home stadium.
2: I saw a very good line this evening, which was, he's, Odell Beckham has gone from being a luxury to being a necessity because of the Robert Woods uh, injury. Um, it's mad how this league tends to play out because it was 48 hours, Michael. You know, he signs on Thursday evening, you know, well, Thursday night airtime and obviously early towards the afternoon in LA and then we just saw today that Robert Woods has done his ACL maybe some fans out there haven't read the news but Robert Woods their wide receiver has had a really good season you know I know Cup gets a lot of the uh, scrutiny and uh, and I suppose the kudos for how well he's playing but Robert Woods is a really good effective wide receiver so he's gone for the season and that'll open up I suppose a whole an opportunity for Odell Beckham and it's been confirmed this evening by McVeigh that he's going to play on monday i think the the extra day is going to work in their favor the fact that they're playing monday night he's going to be out there monday night there he is arriving in his banana top um look i don't know how it's going to play out this team are like we've seen teams true throughout the years you know this we're all in the chips are in they're going for it but by god here they go for it because von miller last week keep it away draft picks. they've already only got three picks for next year, but this is a high reward, you know, risk-free type of deal. It's only four point two five million. It's a one-year contract, which is voidable as well if things don't work out. So it would be interesting to see how it goes. It'd be interesting to see how his attitude is to playing this team because the reality is for Odell Beckham, if he's not getting the ball, it doesn't matter who you're playing for. He wants the ball, and he'll be expecting to get the ball. He probably will now because of what going at but I still don't think he's going to be. Seen in in the light of day, the way Cup is on that team, and like they've got effective Ray running backs there. And if they mix it up, he's not going to see that look. We'll see. Monday night's going to be an interesting one. Um, and the Packers, by all accounts, were in, but then having read more into it, the, the Packers lowballed the offer. I think that's more so because of what they have available. And it was very much, do you want to come and play with Aaron Rodgers? Because you know, fairness to the Packers, I know we've had there Aaron Rodgers fiasco for the past fortnight, but. Packers are well and with an opportunity of going to the Super Bowl as well. You know, just it wouldn't shock me, and I don't think shock any of us if it was the Packers Rams come the championship game in the NFC. And we I know Brady's will have something to say about that, but there's probably three teams there right now that are in the running for that. So he probably he probably said, Look, come and play for us. There's an opportunity here, but I think once we knew LA was involved, it was gonna that was always gonna be the the winning. The winning of the deal I mean, for
0: me. Picture, uh, picture it's February, the uh February the first, Packers get to the Super Bowl and Rogers gets COVID again. Oh, sorry, fe- yeah. February the fe- February eighth.
2: Absolutely, Michael. That's been discussed yeah. this week. You know, someone said, it, you know, I'm glad it's going to happen. Um, it was one of the uh, guys on ESPN during the week, and I'm glad it's happened now because they'll t- they'll take learnings from this. I don't know how they're going to take learning from this because the reality is, if he gets if he gets COVID during the playoffs, he's gone. He's, he's going to ruin the team's derail the team's opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. He potentially going to derail the team's opportunity to get the number one seed. You know, I know there's a lot of games to go and the cards have, you look at the cards uh, schedule, they've only got two more teams that are winning record to play. So if they do it go about their business, you know, they should have a good shot against that the one seed.
0: Seen a comment there as well. OG, o, OBJ is a problem. Cardinals fans welcome. He wants to be WR1, but he won't be because Cup is the best. I have to shout out to the Titans fans who are sitting beside on Thursday night. Whenever the OBJ news went down, we were all buzzing. I like I know it's obvious now looking at it because they're they're all in, but I'm still really really shocked at this move. Is Cronky that desperate? I know he's getting on in years, but is is he that desperate? Because now it's you're getting to the point where you bring in Volmer, you bring in OBJ. If this doesn't work, this is the biggest fire ever. And I I get I I understand that a guy like Mavé could walk away, but. I mean Cronky you have to wonder does he care long term because this is woeful surely this is not going to work out surely or maybe I'm crazy
2: well no I kind of agree with you Michael because uh, like everybody has expectations of the Rams going to the playoffs and going to the civil even before this deal took place and like okay today we've had the Robert Woods news but before prior to that we had cup Van Jefferson the second round second year right wide who's starting to come into his own and you've got Robert Woods Okay, so where was Beckham going to fit into that in terms of getting the ball? Yeah, he'd get the ball, but not to the level of expectation that he has. So it was, it's an interesting one to see. Like I thought it was I thought what was was very interesting was the, the bookmakers who were very rarely wrong on Thursday evening didn't adjust their pricing for the Super Bowl in any way. Nowhere, across every bookmaker. They were eight to one to win the sorry, seven to one to in you know in air bookmakers to win the Super Bowl. And come Friday morning, they were still seven to one so like, everybody's looking at it it's not like they've looked at him went, oh my god there's a odell beckham we better readjust accordingly haven't. because they don't feel he's going to be the answer in the long run or they don't think he's going to make that much of a difference to, to how the season plays out
0: time will tell we'll see what happens cam newton Colin. before we look at tomorrow's games this weekend's games cam newton back in carolina uh sweet mother of god what have the panthers done they have literally put themselves in a circle that well they now just can't get out of for a while but uh I, I, do, I never thought, Colin, that Cam Newton should have left New England. I know that they wanted to go Mac Jones, but he was only let go because he wasn't vaccinated. He's now vaccinated. I know I can't legally say that. I I, I can't confirm that. That's just an opinion by myself. But uh, good to see him get another chance in uh, Carolina, yeah.
1: I think what's telling Michael is what he's been paid in Carolina versus what New England had to pay him. He tells you the haircut. Uh, players prepared to take to um, to play in New England. Also, kind of what a desperate situation the Panthers find themselves in that they had to pony up that cash. And obviously, you know, we've we've all seen the memes um, this week that they're uh, paying Cam, they're paying Cam's uh, replacement, and they're paying Cam's replacement's replacement. And you'd have to say what well, the front office there. Um, you know, it it uh, after three games, everything seems super rosy. Um not not so now. We'll get into it like Cam's on the very unlikely to to do anything, even packages this this week. Uh, the Broncos broke Cam September. 2016. It's not Super Bowl. Super Bowl was bad, and obviously getting out of the way of the football. But it's that first game of the 2016 season, and um, that the Broncos just hit hit him from every angle. Some of it was brutal. Some of it was targeting. Um, but he has never ever looked the same uh, since then. Um, you you want to you want to see players do well. You you'd love to see a resurgence of Cam, and and he is the best, despite the issues that I, I just outlined, he is the best quarterback on that roster, without a shadow of a doubt.
2: I think it's a deal that makes sense for both parties, you know, like the Panthers have had, had to swallow their pride to a certain extent, and like, I know he's coming back, and it's, it's a different time, and they've moved on twice over with two different quarterbacks, but the reality is they still have to save face by bringing him back, and for for Cam, you know, he's had a situation where he thought he'd be number one in in... in the wing despite which was an up and down season last year and yeah look we'll never really know the truth but there is a lot of speculation out there that the Patriots like I know the Patriots to come and say no we felt it was the right team to move on with Mac Jones but the fact for him not to be kept around even as the, the backup and and then obviously leading into the season we had that COVID situation where he was you know he wasn't allowed in the facilities for a week give or take five or six days so look this works for him to go back there he I don't think he's gonna be involved at all tomorrow column I believe he's literally out of picture it's too late in the day to get him up to speed and how they how great uh uh kelly did to go off in the corner in terms of how he has the playbook so next week but pj walker's gonna start this game tomorrow like cam is far and above even at this stage of his career so look we might see a resurgence for him because it has been the offense that's let them down over the past month you know sam Darnold has gone for four to five weeks maybe he'll give them a bit of a spark i could see it working for a couple of games but i think the reality is will set in that cam is struggling at this stage and you know, I think he might play well for a couple of games and then we'll see it go back to what we saw towards the back end of last season with the Patriots.
0: Okay. Okay. Week 10. 20 minutes in, we got to look at the games, boys. we, we got to look at the games. Week 10 sees the Falcons, who are 4-4, four and four going up against the Cowboys, who got completely demolished last weekend. We'll not focus on that too much, don't worry. But Mark is taking the Cowboys. Colin, who have you got?
1: yeah so we won't focus on it too much michael but i and fred i'm sure fred won't like this but i would have to say that the the cowboys in the immediate aftermath of that defeat made the right sort of noises you know we were flat we beaten by by the better team we'll learn from it as the week went on, the noises coming out of Dallas grew embarrassing, to be honest. The excuses, um, Jerry Jones talking about the punt, and then then you had Amari Cooper talked about they weren't fit. Look around the league, Amari. There's no team that it doesn't have crazy injuries, and the Broncos are a team that had a number of injuries. That would worry me. That would concern me. And I I was a big fan of uh, what the Cowboys were doing, but they'll probably get you know um, get back on track, but responsibility, accountability, that's all part of it. And um, if you're gonna say that you know they were only able to shut us down because we were injured, well, yeah, that's I, I I would I would definitely have concerns around, around that. Um, this is gonna be, I suppose for for the the cowboys, they're going up against a falcon's team who, the defense is nowhere near as good as the Broncos, but the Falcons' offense is much better than the, the Broncos. Certainly, their passing offense, uh, and Matt Ryan is playing really, really well. And you, you, if you look back to last year, this was a 40-39 shootout. Uh, Cowboys won it. It'd be great if we saw something um, like that again uh, tomorrow. The you, you imagine that last week was an aberration, but the the issue for the cowboys is that it looks like that um Terrence Steele is going to play left tackle again. The good news for them is they might get away with that against the Falcons because the Falcons just they they're not good at getting pressured um on, on opposing QBs. Uh, I thought it was interesting last week, though, that um, Matt Ryan um, had such a good game, even though the Saints were able to to get to him. Randy Gregory is now out for the, the Cowboys. He was their kind of main pass rush. So it... To me, I, I'm interested to see uh, Cordero Patterson versus Trayvon Diggs, and to see how Kyle Pitts does. He he has he's been impressive, really impressive at times. At other times, he you know then the the rookie and the rawness has shown. I'm going to take the the Cowboys to win it because they're at home, and I, I don't think they'll have too bad performances. But I expect this to be a very high scoring game
2: i think this is a game of the falcons match up well with this cowboys team i think the records are a bit off putting everybody's expecting so much from the cowboys in fairness to the falcons you know they've lost four games but they've lost all those games within one score they've been in every game this season i think matt ryan is actually having a, a for the record and for the the you know for the, the stress he gets with the offensive line not working he's had a really efficient season i mean there's five games this season when they've scored over 26 points that, you know that falcons team can't put up scores against a leaky cowboys defense like they were leaky last week the week before that, I was given about how how poorly the Vikings played. They didn't take their opportunities, and the previous week the Cowboys gave up over twenty five points on defense. So this boomer bust uh, Trayvon Diggs situation tomorrow. It's not one of those middle of the road games for me. It's one of those you either intercept Matt Ryan a couple of times or he'll be exposed because you've got players like Cage and Kyle Pitts going in there. And uh, the, for me, it's a tricky one. And we're calling them with the Cowboys, and I think the X factor might be Dan Quinn, former. Falcons head coach. He's the coordinator, defense coordinator for the Cowboys now. I think he'll find a way. And if anybody knows how to scheme against this Falcons offense, have been in there as their head coach for so long, it's himself. But I can see a high-scoring game and I don't think it's going to be a formality. Like The handicap on the game is nine points. They're expecting the Cowboys to win by ten or more. I think this one could go down to the debt. And uh, I think the Cowboys, just Cowboys haven't lost two games at home since week 12 of the 2017 season. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Cowboys will just about get it done. Just.
0: Just to reiterate the significance of that win for Atlanta last week against New Orleans. Fantastic win, 27-25 in the Superdome. Uh, Matt Ryan was lights out fantastic last week. Um, I'm just talking about last week for the Cowboys. I'm still sitting here a week on and I don't understand, one, how they played like that and two, how they lost that game. Well, I know how they lost the game. They didn't turn up. But I don't understand how they didn't turn up. I I don't get it. The team's six and two, and that's after losing last week. There shouldn't be an excuse. Um so Dak Prescott has to come out on Sunday and has to prove not just to the Cowboy fans, but also to the rest of the league that the Cowboys team are for, are for real. He wouldn't have had to have done that last week, or you know, if, if they'd actually had a one out and won against the Broncos. But if they had a loss by maybe a McManus field goal or a touchdown last week, this wouldn't even be talked about. I I think this is a huge moment, huge moment for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys were to go 6-3, and three, squeaky bum time, Brian starts seeing the East open up again. People start talking about the Cowboys, uh, maybe messing up, but it's not going to happen. I can see Kyle Pitts having a decent game for Atlanta, but I'm taking the Cowboys, lads. I think, you know, head over heart here, I think it's going to be a Cowboys all day. I, I don't think it'll be close. I really don't.
2: I think what we might see over the next few weeks, um, I'm not suggesting the Cowboys are going to lose this game, but they have some tough games coming up. I mean, we're t- we're already preparing for Thanksgiving and the shows that we're going to have that week, and they're playing the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day, which you know, now looks like it's going to be you know, two number one teams in divisions potentially going up against you. They've got some tough games coming up, and that's where I think what we'll see now is the Bucks, the Packers and the Rams kind of move on slightly, and the Cowboys fall a little bit behind and. You know they'll win the division, but they won't be up there in terms of challenging for that number one seed, and they'll end up getting that playoff game at home. And then you know yourself come playoff time, who knows? But you know the pressure this week on the Cowboys having lost that game next week. Can you imagine if they lose, lose this week? It'd be twofold. But um, maybe it's the, maybe the Falcons or the Falcons here because they've they've had the hump. You know, having lost that game next week. But this is this would be an enjoyable game. I think this would be a high-scoring game.
0: Yeah, and obviously a huge. Uh, that, that was a massive upset last week in Dallas. We'll talk about the Broncos going to the Eagles later on, and you know can they go for another win? But yeah, seems to be a full house on the Cowboys. The next game, boys, is the Jags going up against the Colts. Jags two and six get the win against Buffalo last week. Colts dropped to four and five. And um, well, they didn't drop; they beat the Jets last week. That first night football game seems like a long time ago. The the Mike White experience. Uh, Mark is going with the Colts. Who've you got called?
1: So I saw Phil Yates tweet this out during the week. So Jonathan Taylor's last six games rushing and receiving. Week 4, 114, a touchdown. Week 5, 169, two touchdowns. Week 6, 158, two touchdowns. Week 7, 110, touchdown. Week 8, 122, touchdown. Week 9, 200, two touchdowns. (laughs) Suffice to say, Jonathan Taylor has been something else through the past six weeks. Uh, He had a career high 253 yards uh, when the Coles played the Jags in the season finale in 2020. So I imagine all eyes, if you heard the Jags, are going to be on stopping Jonathan Taylor. The good news for the Jags is they are much better against the run than they are against the pass. So they might actually have some success in terms of slowing, slowing Taylor down. I think it's going to be very difficult to completely stop him, just in, in how good he's playing. The problem is that Wentz rebounded against the, the Jets and Michael Pittman Jr. has actually emerged to really look like a WR1. Um the Jags defense really stepped up last week, and obviously Josh Allen gets the the kudos um in in the way in which he in particular. Um, played, but all of the, them stepped up to hold the the bills to six points uh, was very very impressive. You would you would have to say. And another interesting stat I saw was Trevor Lawrence is averaging three hundred over just over three hundred passing yards and two touchdowns in his divisional matchups this year. In non division games, he averages a hundred fewer yards um and less than a, a touchdown a, a game so it, the fact this is a division game is good news for for Trevor Lawrence so i, I think perhaps um it'll be closer than maybe people expect but i think the colt's uh, they while they i think they they threw the game away against the the titans a little bit literally uh, in terms of Carson Wentz and i i think that they will have enough to beat this Jaguars team, but I do think it would be tougher than than people uh maybe expect. But I I think Wentz and uh is and the Colts are gonna end up giving that first round pick to Philly, uh, because he is going to keep them in it right up until the end of the season.
2: Colin has discussed how how successful their that's what they're run. Their run defense has been. They've only given up one 100 yard plus game this weekend. That was in week five. Of the weekend we were in London for the, for the Jets Falcons. That was to Derrick Henry, who you know most teams will give up 100 yards. Plus. So it shows how, how well they've done. And last weekend we touched on a on Monday show. They only gave up 70 yards uh, rushing last weekend to a Bills team. In fairness, are you know they struggling with the run game and 50 of those were to, to the quarterback. So that shows how strong they were. They play. You know they played cover two in the middle. They just said right, beat us in the air. But to Colin's point. You'd expect that the the Colts would have a balanced offense, and they'll they'll use they'll use Taylor, but they also use Hines. Hines is very effective outside of uh, playing running back. You know, last week we saw some big plays when he goes out and catches them on the perimeter. So for me, I think the Colts are going to win. Uh, you're right. I think Pittman. I had them in. I had the the Colts in our preseason show, and. I spoke to tighter how how well he looked towards the back end of last season. He's coming on. Pascal looks like a good wide receiver. They've got tight ends there, Doyles. Ali Cox has had a really good season tight end. They've got players there that can blow this open. And I think the Colts will win. I I actually think Colts will win this comfortably. Seven home wins in a row when these teams play. It's going to be eight this weekend because I think the Colts are going to do damage. And I still don't rule the Colts out winning the World card race
0: great performance for jacksonville last week against the bills uh i think a number of factors went into that not just about how they played on the defense but because the game was in jacksonville i think the the crowd for once really showed up in jacksonville never mind josh allen against josh allen but the reality is lucas oil stadium the crowd for the Colts would be too much never mind the fact that they actually have a competent offense and defense to the point where they can go and score some points against jacksonville i think this game will be over by halftime i'll take i'm taking the Colts. Um, if the game was in uh, is it TIAA Bank Field or whatever it's called, if it was in Jacksonville, maybe there's more of a chance for the Jags. But I think the Jags are going to finish on two or three wins. And fair play to the last Week, but I'm picking the Colts. Um, yeah, I,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know about halftime, but one, one of the issues I suppose is that the. The Colts are coming in hot, whereas the Bills were coming in stuttering a little bit. The the Colts are coming in having scored at least 30 points or more in their past four games. So this is a Colts offense that that scores scores points. So slowing them down is is going to be you know, key to this. But as we discussed,
2: they have different ways of beating you. And a Colts team were coming off a mini-boy, shall we call, it? I haven't played the tours tonight, yeah. so they've had an extra an, an extra bit of time to rest up and I suppose game for this game
0: and they only played a couple of quarters in first because I watched that game live that, that game was over at halftime like yeah. if we're even gonna go into discussion here, the games over in the middle mid second quarter uh obviously out of the control with Mike White and stuff but uh yeah. my God what, what a game that was uh the Browns against the Patriots both teams five and four this is uh is really a really really intriguing game uh I haven't been as excited column since the toy show two weeks to go but uh Really, really good game. I think it's Games in Sky.
1: I think it's the most intriguing game of the weekend mm. in many ways. And and a lot of that comes down to because these teams are so similar. And they're so similar, in fact, that the RB1 in both teams is out. Uh, but the it'll be interesting, therefore, to see. I think that will probably impact the... Brown's more so than the Patriots, and I don't think Dierna still have the sort of success that he had against the Broncos against the the Patriots. I also uh, saw just a little while ago Patriots activated Trent Brown off of IR and um, placed Jamie Collins on there. Um, but if if Brown is is ready to play, that's a, a nice piece for them to to add. Uh, Baker obviously enjoyed himself last week, but the Patriots are very different. Uh, proposition second best pass defense um three interceptions again sam Darnold last week um but Matthew on nine sacks and browns have allowed 25 sacks so um that's that's a lot the other thing that the patriots do um that baker doesn't tend to like is uh they they, they play uh, man coverage and Baker has struggled against man coverage. And um, what I saw was that uh, only Zach Wilson has struggled against man more so than, than Baker. So that's going to be an issue that the Browns are going to need to overcome, but they have to do that without Chubb uh, expect miles Garrett to, I think, uh, add to his sack total, even though the Patriots have been decent enough at um, helping Matt Jones, but with Damien Harris out, I expect uh, Miles Garrett to feast somewhat. Uh, also, given that uh, Brian, Brian Burns has put something of a target on Matt Jones's back, uh, saying that he, you know, um, he wishes um, his uh, his defensive end brothers uh, all the best in and happy hunting. Be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I am going to say that the Patriots are are going to win this because it's in Foxborough. I, I'm not going to be particularly surprised if the Browns did win it, but I'm going to to go in a in a coin flip. I'm going to go for the Patriots.
2: I'm slightly against you, Colin, in the sense that you feel that Chubb was the bigger loss than Harris. I I think Damian Harris is is a significant player to this offense. I mean, everything seems to. By and large most for ticks through him. We saw when they went into LA early on in the game, he was getting explosive runs and he was he was of his benefit in terms of he was getting the ball that was causing those methodical plays which kept the charges off the field. So for me, Chubb is, is a great, don't get me wrong, Chubb is a great running back, but he tends to you know he has explosive runs. We saw that in LA, we saw it last week against the Bengals, where he can go 80-90 yards. So, but for the key for the Patriots is to have these long drives and have Harris on the field. So for him to go. I I see Ernest Johnson more of a guy that can step in. I know that the Patriots' defense and their run defense has been very effective. And even the defense as a whole is only averaging 19 points or less in terms of what they're giving up. But I think Ernest Johnson, having seen what he did against the Broncos, and in fairness to the Broncos, having looked at the stats throughout the season, defensively, they haven't been that bad. And he was still able to go in. I know they were at home, and there was very little expectations on him. He still had a really effective game. I could see him doing something similar. So for me, I think... It, it is look this one is a tricky one, but I just I don't know why I just have a feeling the Browns will just do enough to win the game. Bill Belichick is five and zero at home against the Browns in Foxbridge. so I think it's going to change this weekend. I think the Browns find a way to get this one over the line. And having looked at Mayfield's stats this week, when he when he played with Beckham as opposed to Beckham, it's night and day. He seems to have a better just have a better cohesion with the players around him. You know, with Beckham not there, we saw it last week um i don't think it's, it's gonna that we're going to see every week where they put them 40 50 points but they've done it a couple of times this year they did it in la and they lost that game to the Chargers. i don't think it's going to be anything with like that tomorrow but i still feel the browns will find a way to get it done so for me the browns will win.
0: we've got a special guest coming on in 15 seconds after i give my pick for the game he's here i can see him smiling hello there big guest coming on uh, look I- i'm taking the browns every day of the week here i think baker's re-energized really look who the patriots have played this season bar the chargers I mean, come on, boys. Come on. I think the Browns are going to win this really well. I want to give a shout out to Mark Hogan for picking up the Ernest Johnson of fantasy. Thanks, Mark. You're playing me tomorrow. You're going down. But the Ernest Johnson will have a day. Delighted to bring in Jeff Reinbold. Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm
3: licking my wounds right now, buddy, to be honest with you. (laughs) We played last night with first place in the East on the line and just got whacked. We got whacked we didn't play well in any phase of the game and it's you know it's it's what happens in pro football so now you gotta lick your wounds and come back play again that raw hard feeling. Here with the
0: loss last night man.
2: that raw feeling jeff within 24 hours of a loss
3: yep you gotta flush it and get on to the next one because this this one's now become bigger because now we're in the playoffs but you want to have a home playoff game you don't want to have to go on the road we <coughs> excuse me if we don't win next week we got to go to montreal and play on the road that's that's a tough ask. so we've we, you know we've made our bed we just gotta do the best with it so
0: jeff we we really appreciate you coming on i sort of said on the, on the phone there just maybe but staying for a couple of games but um hard luck last night i was just wondering what your thoughts were ahead of this game tomorrow you've got the browns the patriots i think that game's on sky uh do you think obj was a negative effect to the point where as my camera goes down do you think he'll actually re-energize his team that he's gone in cleveland
3: i think some of that michael I, I you know i think this is a, a kind of a litmus paper test for just how much of a negative impact he was because excuse me, the Patriots are a dangerous team. And, you know, they they have a really good defense. And so I think we're going to find out a lot about who the Browns really are. Um, obviously, OBJ's a polarizing force anytime, anytime in, he's in the locker room, any locker room. And the, the the tweets that his father sent that were attacking the quarterback – you know, th- there's a segment in that locker room, you know, that are, you know, that don't think that way. And so this is going to be really interesting. You know, um, Jarvis has made a, you know, sent out a tweet about we'll see you in the Super Bowl, bro. Um, Brown- <laughs> Browns fans deserve that. <clears throat> now, they've got a tough ask because they're going to go up against the master, And Baker Mayfield's going to have to be air free. They're going to have to run the ball, and that's going to be difficult because they're beat up. You know, New England's front seven is really good. So, you know, I I pick New England in this game. Although, if the Browns, you know, are, like you say, a re-energized team with OBJ not in the locker room, then I, I, mean, I can see the Browns going up there and getting it done. This is crazy because, you know, three weeks ago michael we were all ready to just you know crown the ravens the king and all of a sudden now you know it's the, the king is dead long live the king who's the next king we don't know but you know we'll find out soon
0: jeff
2: me and colin we're, were in disagreement there i feel chubb is the big i'm sorry harris is the bigger loss to the patriots that running back he's been you know he's not he's not going to play tomorrow and chubb is already out who do you think is going to, be, I suppose, who do you think it impacts the most losing each running back?
3: I'm sorry, you got to, you got to hit me with that one again because my uh, sounds Harris, like...
2: Harris, the running back for the Patriots, has been ruled out this evening, and Chubb is already out of the game. I'm just wondering which team do you feel it's going to cause the biggest impact on?
3: Well, you know what? I guess I'm old school, man. I don't get into all the talking. Every You can say whatever you want to say, but when you step over that white line, You better deliver. And I think Harris is an outstanding player. And, you know, I I think New England's a hard place to win. And it's interesting with this culture of young players that are in the league right now that, you know, they're selling Wolf tickets 24-7. And, you know, two for one even. I mean, they they got them on discount. They might even give them three for one every week you know talking don't win football games playing wins football games and i think that's one of the things that has allowed the patriots to be so consistent over what is it now 20 years and in 20 years in a league that's built for right now and built for parity and built for everybody having a chance to have that kind of success is really impressive and it and it doesn't come from talking it comes from preparing working and executing on game day
1: jeff we haven't had the, the opportunity it's always good to welcome you but we haven't had the opportunity to welcome you on since the kansas city chiefs didn't look so hot i mean they have looked absolutely phenomenal ever since patrick mahomes entered the league but all of a sudden this season they're they're not like they they have found a way in the past couple of weeks probably helped by the green bay packers jordan love making his debut and the giants you know a couple of decisions maybe towards the end but what are your thoughts on big red and the kansas city chiefs
3: well first of all i'm going to say calm that i've been listening to every episode with you guys cuz i never miss an episode and if you're a fan you better not miss an episode because you guys really bring it every week. But, you know, I think there's a thing that happens. And this is, again, the danger of the, of the NFL hype machine. Because Patrick comes into the league. And if you look at Patrick today, and I, and I would really encourage all the, quote, you know, analysts and pundits to go look at Patrick today and look at Patrick his first year as a starter. And look at the difference between it. And there's a couple things that I see as I evaluate it. All of a sudden, the no-look pass that was such a phenomenon and the off-platform throws and all of the things that were the wow factor plays, now you see him want to do it when he doesn't need to do it, right? And I think that's a byproduct of the hype machine, the thing that gets you the you know the commercials on tv and all all the adulation and all the and i think that's an easy trap for an athlete to fall into the other part of it is people have you know you're a defensive coordinator in national football league you are paid millions of dollars a year to figure out how to beat your opponent right and so they spend a lot of time and a lot of resources and a lot of effort to see what works and what doesn't work. And what, have, what people have found is if you can take Tyreek away, if you can keep him from blowing the top off the coverage making those big plays and force Kansas City to go eight plays, 10 plays, 12 plays in a drive. NFL teams. They can't do that. They can't sustain that. Then you add the, the, the hype factor on top of it. And, you know, they've been loose. They've been careless with the football. They turned the ball over way, way, way too. And defensively, they're not built for that, right? So when they can't get up 12, 14, 21 points, They struggle because their defense is built to rush the passer and you know play zone coverage, but not be in tight games. And so what do you do if you're gonna beat Kansas City's defense? You find where Daniel Sorensen is and you isolate him and you go after him. You know they struggle stopping the run. You know, I that's not a revelation, that's just the reality of Who the kansas city chiefs really are today and the the competition is built to catch up to you and you look the raiders are better the broncos are better the chargers are better and so it's a much more competitive division than it was three or four years ago
2: jeff the the next game we were due to uh preview is the bills against the jets tomorrow the Mike White is going to play in this game. Um, I read a very, f- I read a funny one this week where they said it would only be, be the, only the Jets would come up with a franchise quarterback in the year that they pick second in the draft. But does it really matter in the long run as long as he's the right man? I mean, we saw when Russell, Wins- R- Russell Wilson was drafted, Matt Flynn got the big contract that offseason to go to Seattle. If he's, you know that, if he's the right that, man, you know, what does it matter?
3: You know what we just talked about, about, you know, know when to to say when, right? And I think Mike White needs to learn how to say when, because when you go out and you make a comment, like, I think I should have been the first player picked in the draft, I go, oh, oh boy. Be be really careful what you're asking for there, young man, because the defensive players that have a lot of pride, and especially in in Buffalo right now who are coming off of a Miami that are in Jacksonville. So now's the time to be humble, not to be out there throwing your name out there because I'm going to tell you something that Buffalo defense going to get after his young ass. And excuse me, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it this way, fellas, because it's your show. It's going to be an ass whipping with between the, Jets and the Bills. The Jets are going to be supplying all the ass. I'm just
2: <laughs> that, that Bills secondary has only given up five touchdowns this season. Pardon? That Bills secondary has only given up five touchdowns this season in total.
3: Yeah, but they haven't played the Jets, but one time I think or what? <laughs> you know, I just like I, I'm telling you, if I, I'm, I will come on your show, and I will. Beg for forgiveness if it's the Bills. No, I'll. I don't know what I, what more I could do than beg for forgiveness. I'll sponsor your show for a week. If
0: that's the <laughs> Jeff, Get the uh, <laughs> Hi, absolutely, Jeff. Uh, last week, and I, you know, you're, you're talking there about Buffalo. You boys are talking about Buffalo Bills going up against the Jets on Sunday. But last week, Jeff, the Jaguars beat the Bills. I mean, and by God, that was a poor performance from Buffalo. Do you take anything from that, or, or do you think it's very much like a, like a freak week? You know, obviously the Cowboys as well last week got yeah. stunned against them. It was a wild weekend. I mean, it was a really, really crazy weekend.
3: And I think what you see really is what the NFL is built for. They want um, parity. They want everybody to have a chance any given Sunday. And so, you know, I'm telling you guys, one of the hardest things for a football team and for football coaches and football players on the professional level is to have the ability to shut out the noise because it's never ending. I mean, it's never ending. Imagine you guys do a show and there's thousands of people that tune in to hear what you have to say, right? And if you take that and put it in the framework of the professional athlete who has 100,000 Twitter followers and you know a million Instagram followers, and everybody wants to tell them how good they are all the time, they're winning. As soon as they lose, they want to tell them how miserable they are. So all of that, you have to somehow find a way to see it for what it is and leave it outside the building the great teams and the great organizations and again it sounds like i'm a you know patriots fan which i'm really not but the patriots have done the greatest job of any team in my opinion in recent history of insulating themselves from all that noise i thought tony dungy did a great job of it when he was in indianapolis you know that's the difference you know, between the teams that are constantly going, doing that thing of up and down and up and down, you know, the great one week, miserable the next week, you know, great three weeks and go into a place like Jacksonville and get beat, it, it, you know, but, and I say this to our players all the time, you got to remember the guy on the other side of you, he's getting paid too. He's not playing for free, right? So he he's he's got some pride, he's got some value, and he's a great athlete.
1: Jeff, one team who make a lot of noise, uh, louder than maybe my shirt and even your shirts at times, is the LA Rams and, uh, and their owner. Uh, I'm just interested because like, they have, especially in the past few weeks, we, we saw the game against the Lions where the Lions kind of played it like a Super Bowl. Then there was the, game, the weird game against the Texans where they were so far up, but they allowed the Texans back into it. Then they signed Von Miller. But then the Titans, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford turns into Carson Wentz. uh, And then, obviously, the OBJ signing. But then they lose Robert Woods. What do you make of the Rams?
3: Well, you know, I don't know if you guys, if this is timely or not. But I just saw that uh, Robert Woods tore, tore his ACL. And now he's out. So that makes the OBJ signing even more critical. Because they had gotten rid of Deshaun Watson, I think, two weeks ago. So there was now there is a hole in that receiving core which OBJ has the wherewithal to fill so if you're you know less need the general manager you're feeling pretty good about your timing here's the thing with los angeles los angeles as a market is a star place right they need stars like you know you're chip kelly and you're the head coach at ucla You're about, you're standing in the line to get into Morton's, you know, with the rest of the, you know, bourgeoisie, I guess. But, you know, if you're OBJ or you're Sean McVay, you're getting in. But that's LA. They need stars. So OBJ to LA, I think, is a nice match. Now, whether he'll be able to be the player that he was. Five years ago, when he was a Pro Bowler, or will he be the distraction that he's been hurt? You know, unhappy, a distraction that he's been for the last five years. We'll see. But where I respect what the Rams have done is they've said our Super Bowl window is now, and we're going to do everything that we can do to get in to the game. We got to get there. And if it means mortgaging the future, which they have in a lot of ways, then I think I think they've made the right choice. I'm going to tell you, fellas, I really question how much draft picks, the worth of draft picks today as opposed to what, they, what it was year ago. Because everybody, you know, the personnel guys and the, the teams and all that, the, the hype around the draft, they – they want those first-round picks. They want to see that guy go up and get the hug from the commissioner on the stage and put the hat on his head and, you know, all the hype that goes with it. But I'm going to tell you, who's, who's won Super Bowls on draft picks lately? Hadn't been the Patriots. Hadn't been Tampa Bay, right? Now, they had a foundation. But what they w- did is they went out and got guys that they needed, and so it's a blending of the whole thing. Can you can you build a strong foundation through the draft, and can you go out and and get you know those impact free agents? And you know we're going to find out whether the Rams with the Matthew Stafford's and you know OBJ and you know the guys that they brought. You know, little and all the guys that they've gotten into that place is that going to be enough to propel them to the top we'll see that's one of the reasons we you know get to get on shows like this and talk about it
0: time will tell jeff time will tell uh yep really appreciate you coming on jeff we got two quick things the first one is because we're going to do the game in a second who have you got tomorrow the the bills or the jets i think I know who you're going to pick and secondly your man Fred. what so did i just say question. michael i michael. i know
3: what did I just say? I will sponsor <laughs> your show for a week. And I know that's expensive, <laughs> but I'm willing to take that risk if the Jets beat the Bills.
0: Um, Fred Flugs comment uh, just ask you a question, Jeff, just finally. Um, Jeff, it's easy to have a great winning ethos when you're successful. How do you build that team ethos in a rebuild team? So if you're rebuilding, how do you build that ethos?
3: Well, I think there's a couple of things that people need to understand about a rebuild first of all you better start in, and i'm talking about drafting that's the first foundation of a rebuild because you're usually if you got if you're in a rebuild that usually means most times that you've got high draft high draft picks because you've been bad right unless you wasted them you know in bad trades but you better get you better get good big people right good big people and I think there's no better proof of that than the Dolphins, who have had – the Dolphins have controlled the draft. But if you look at the big people that they've drafted, they haven't, they haven't produced. And so there's plenty of speed. There's plenty of talent. There's plenty of, you know, big play guys that you can get in free agency. But you better draft good big bodies on the defensive line and on the offensive line. That, to me, is the first part of it. And then the second part of it is when you select your free agents and you look at guys you're going to bring into your program, you want to bring guys into your program that fit what you want to do. The culture that you have, what you're trying to, you know, guys that are maybe undervalued guys in terms of what, hype says but our guys are solid good football guys and then you can fill in with some divas on top of that but if you build it on divas it's a it's
0: a shaky slope jeff we want to first off thank you for coming on there's a good few comments here uh Darren saying it's always good to see Jeff reach out to the NFL fans in Ireland and the UK loads of people watching as well I just want to thank you man but also we want to wish you the very best over the next few weeks in Canada uh hopefully we don't see you on TV and sky for a few more weeks you get to win that great cup and uh maybe first second week in December we can grab a pint in Dublin uh but man just well, the very 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 I, best I, and we we really appreciate support
3: I keep I keep hoping that because I think there's a flight from Hilo to L.A. and then L.A. to Dublin, and then we could do we could we could do that.
0: Let's do it, man. I think sounds we have like a it plan, plan. Jeff. Sounds like a plan.
3: <laughs> hey guys, I, I gotta tell you seriously, and I no 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 joking aside, I you guys would do a phenomenal job, and I love watching what you do every week, and I check in every week, you know, and keep doing, keep bringing the... Pre- Keep bringing the goods, man,
0: because you do. Guys
3: do an awesome job.
2: Appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Jeff. Thanks so much, for, Jeff. Massively appreciate you, and just obviously again, wish you all the best over the next few weeks and months. And we can't thank you enough for your support. We ask anybody watching check out Jeff's show, Coffee with Coach during the week as well on social media at Jeff Underscore Rainbow. Jeff, take care. Have a couple more glasses of wine for us, yeah. <laughs> Mahalo. All
1: right,
0: aloha. See you, Jeff. aloha. Thank
1: aloha. you, thanks, so, Jeff. Jeff.
0: The main man, gentlemen. The main man. Uh Fred's saying, "All oh, lads, Dublin. Let's get mental. Bring the coach up to Glen. Glen
2: Dalla. Glen Dalla. I don't yeah. know, Like, oh, 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 come God.
0: on, come on. You know where I'm from. Come on. No, we might even bring
2: more. him to Clare and Ireland. What you reckon,
0: Colin? Get him on the swings. Bring him to Armagh. Maybe. Like, I mean, that might be Michael. cup of I have no we idea. Want him to hey.
2: We want them to come back, Michael
0: is a city. It's a, it's a cathedral. There's two cathedrals in Armagh. Lovely city, lovely town. There's a Domino's Pizza and also a cricket field. So we'll have a lovely time. Uh, Bills five and three, Jets two and six. And let me just very quickly, because we'll have not put Mark's pick in, and I feel bad. Hold on. Mark picked. Mark picked the Patriots to beat the Browns. And he's also picking the Bills. I'm gonna run and get a pint of Guinness because he's put me in the mood column. Who have we got today?
1: I can I can see obviously why this is a get right game for the Bills and they have they need to win given what uh, happened last week and they're going up against the Jets team who you know are ranked bottom uh, in terms of points given up and bottom in terms of yards allowed so you're thinking this should absolutely be an opportunity for the Bills to get back on track and they should but if, uh, if I'm to make any sort of case for the the Jets and this is any given Sunday and this is the Jets who, you know, we have seen this, uh, already beat the Titans and beat the Bengals and they're the Mike White Jets, it's the fact um, that the, the Colts and the Patriots use their O-line to expose, I suppose, the, the Jets. And... I don't think the Bills are going to be able to do that in in the same way, and I, I think it's that that is maybe the one glimmer of light that you can uh, you can take for it. Uh, I mean, Mike White made those comments, and he, I suppose, that's where it's going to be very interesting because he is going up against a serious serious unit in the Bills' defense. They have been outstanding and it wasn't their fault that the Bills didn't uh, win last week so uh, you know the the, you you would have to say the Bills absolutely should win this but they have to to show up I mean the, the Jets have allowed 45 or more points in two of the last three games if the Bills want to be contenders if the Bills really want to be Super Bowl winners then they have to win uh, tomorrow. If they don't, and if Mike White leads the Jets to, to victory, maybe he will be the starting QB for the rest of the season.
2: But I'm going I'm to go Bills. I think he's coming up against a different animal in, in for two reasons. One, this Bills' defense, you know, okay, he lost to the Jags last week. The reality is he still only gave up nine points. I know there's a few other missed field goals. The, the Bills' defense this year has consistently been strong. Touched on it there when talking to Jeff. I don't actually know, think he got what I was trying to say, but, but the point I was trying to make was they've only given up five touchdowns, passing touchdowns this year. That shows how strong they've been in comparison to last year. And I know like the Jets have had a resurgence and they put up 30 points against the Bengals, and they did it last week. With a different quarterback, it wasn't even with Mr. Uh, Mike White. But I think this is a different situation. I think having lost that game last week, this is a a get-right game for the Bills, and I think the Bills will win. And I think the line is 13. I can understand why, because I just don't think it's going to happen for the Jets. I think the Bills will win, and I don't think it's one of those kind of games you'll be too concerned about going into the fourth quarter unless we see something miraculous like what we saw against the Bengals. I think the Bills get it right tomorrow and they win this game comfortably.
0: I think it's it's an intriguing game, not presented to you by Nitro Surge, but look at the end of the day, this Bills team, boys, it's a the Jets can turn it on at home in terms of their defense and hoping for a little mistake on either side of the ball. I I just can't see it happening. I I just don't think they're going to have any sort of luck against the Bills team. That frankly, for the sake of Bills Mafia needs to win i mean even if josh allen does mess up a little bit you would still think the bills have it in them to come back in the second half of the game like you know could you see the jets maybe going into an early lead yes but the bills will come back because the bills are the better team the bills can't lose this game and i just can't see how the jets get a win on sunday and um, and I'm taking the Bills. I don't think it'll be close. It'll not be like that Bengals game. Uh, what was the other game the Jets won Colin? It was at home as well. Titans. Titans. Jesus, I don't know. I forgot about that. It, it, it won't be as close as that. Um, but the Bills will win, and I think the Bulls will pull away towards the end. Have a feeling that might be tight for the first half or so. Where where's Brian? Went? Is he gone? I think he may he may have been jealous of your trying to Guinness, so gone to get himself one. But he hasn't got the machine shout out to paul papst there's a comment here just before we move on very quickly uh glenn oh, let me put the graphic onto the proper one glenn the is the biggest tourist spot in, in ireland after Clare. i fancy the jets don't know why yes okay i must have to go sometime brian thanks for joining us back we're we're we're, we're ready to go again uh I just want to make a point a I can't
2: believe sorry of all the games this weekend if I, I feel like we spoke about the be- the bills of the Jets more than more than I expected I thought that would have been a very quick and easy one I assumed you picked the uh the bills Michael yeah
0: I did okay I do think though when I say I said the column I do think it will be closer I think you could see the Jets coming into a bit at the start but the bills will have too much for them I think uh, in what is after last week boys by God, it's a must-win game for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, next up, Lions 0-8 Steelers, 5-3. and The Lions column didn't win the bye week, didn't lose the bye week either, according to all the memes, but uh, an interesting game ahead for the Steelers.
1: Well, this is an opportunity for the Steelers to sit atop the AFC North. They're, they're on a four-game win streak, but they shouldn't have won on Monday night. Uh, they... They got bailed out uh, in in that respect. For the Steelers, it's about their pass rush. It's about putting pressure on opposing QBs. TJ Watt, 11 and a half sacks. Goff has been sacked 23 times in eight games. He has eight touchdowns and six interceptions. Um, the, The Steelers have issues in particularly on the roll line okay they, they don't protect big ben and they don't open up lanes um for Najee harris but the the lions only have 14 sacks and he can run on them so i think this is uh, an opportunity i suppose for the steelers to put down uh, a marker i i'm sure that the lions coming off a bye will you know want to to try to make a statement similar to the way in which um they played against the Rams but it'll be up to the Steelers to lean on that experience that they have Big Ben Mike Tomlin TJ Watt they they should have enough to beat a Lions team that are trying but just simply don't have the the players I do think bringing in Josh Reynolds is a smart move because at least gives them some speed but I think the Steelers are moving to six and three
2: I think it's no coincidence that we've seen an improved play from Big Ben in the fort since they've gone on this bit of a run and look, he's not putting up massive numbers and he's not putting up big long plays down the field, but he's just doing enough and haven't seen him at the start of the season where he looked like he was completely exposed and looked like he should have retired. I think we've seen a slight resurgence, nothing major, but he's not shown any interceptions. He's shown the odd you know, he's shown touchdowns in the game. But ultimately it's on this Steelers' defence to win the games. But at the same time, they put up points and you know, this is the thing with is, you know, this is all down to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's such a fantastic head coach. And, you know, when they were written off certain the, of the season and even two, a fortnight ago, when people started questioning whether he was going to go coaching in the College League, I mean, come on. Imagine he walked out of Steelers tomorrow. There'd be teams jumping all over him to be their head coach. So it was very disrespectful. And I think that will, as much for the team as for him, to re-energize him and say, let's make, let's, we've got a point to prove to the league. And maybe we'll come back, you know, when the off-season comes around again and say, God, the Rooneys were right when they were with us in the Wolves in July because they said this team will go quietly about their business this season and come January they'll be in the playoffs and if they win tomorrow they're the top of the division. Going against the Lions team, they're a bit strange. I know they've lost every game but they play well one week, lose, They play very poorly the following week and it seems to be a, a bit of a trend. But within that trend of playing well and then playing poorly, they've still not scored over 20 points in seven games in a row which is a big concern. Going against a defence that, that didn't play great on Monday night but boy and season has been really effective so for me I don't think anybody's gonna be picking the Lions this week I think Steelers are gonna win this game come to me
0: Mark didn't pick the Lions this week you'd, yeah. you'd be glad to season. hear yeah no but, but do you remember the week he did it was, it was it
2: same was, week. same week no he picked them against the Bengals that's right yeah, yeah. uh
0: <laughs> if I'm Mike Tomlin and and I'm going up against knowing it Lions team this is me right now It's a bye week for I mean, the Steelers. Steelers are gonna so go six we, well,
2: we know we know what's happening now, so because we can't. Lions, having a, <laughs> Lions <have to laughs>
0: open hell, having a chance. Um and I don't need to apologize to many people because I haven't had a tweet from a Lions fan all year.
1: Um so, Lions fans, <laughs> now is your opportunity.
2: See you Monday
0: morning. <laughs> Uh, I remember doing Jeff's show Roar the Lions UK guy was really sound I think they know we were in a rebuild mode there they have been for like the last 60 years but look it's fine I'm looking forward to the yearly Thanksgiving game getting home from work in a couple of weeks watching the Lions but they haven't a hope in hell there's more chance of Brian's wins popping up with a toy show in two weeks maybe that'll happen I don't know I hope they do let's
2: we'll see you have you worried Not- now Michael
0: <laughs> Can't, somebody contact RT either and see, see if we can get them on in a couple of weeks um yeah so Mark is not going with the Lions he's going with the Steelers I think look I don't want to give away Mark's picks but he's playing a CF boys this week big time he's he's, he's I, think a,
2: I, think, I think a lot of us will be
0: uh, <laughs> this is this is a like you know I don't call me say about the Browns and the the Patriots being probably the game of the week I I love this game You've got the Super Bowl champion and Trevor Simeon going up against the guy that wants to be a champion, Ryan Tannehill. Uh no Derek Henry, but the Titans are looking good. By God, what a performance last Sunday night in LA, shutting up a lot of celebrities, Colin.
1: Yeah, obviously a big big win. Uh will you know the one thing you'd say. Was that they were gifted fourteen points? Matthew Stafford gifted them fourteen points, so that certainly helps. The way, you know when when they do that, but the Titans, after that surprise loss to the Jets, are five and zero. Last four wins: Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams. So serious opposition. This is they are they are beating. Uh, you know. Really, you know, really good teams uh, at times, um, and a struggling uh, Chiefs team. But the we talked about it on Monday Night Show. The getting the sacks, five sacks last uh, week, twenty-three so far this year. When they had nineteen through all of of last year, the I I do wonder you know, in second week post Derrick Henry against a Saints team that are really good against the run. Depending on what what way you want to measure it, either first or second against the run in the league. So they that they will miss Derrick Henry undoubtedly this week, even if Adrian Peterson needs, I think, is it one touchdown? Um, where he he equal Walter Payton, and if he if he gets a, another, then he uh, ties Jim Brown. So like serious company for Adrian Peterson, but it's not the Adrian Peterson of five years ago. The thing about the Saints is, where are they going to get the points from? Alvin Kamara is out, and as much as tre- Trevor Simeon might um, might have. You know, uh, fond memories of his time with, with the Broncos. I I think they they have problems because Kamara is kind of so fundamental. Yeah, they brought uh, back um, Mark Ingram, who will help. But I think undoubtedly Sean Payton is a very good coach. He he will scheme. I could see a way they they win, but I think on the balance of probabilities they won't be able to score enough points to stop this Titans team. I expect a very close game with the Titans to, to edge it. And if the Titans do edge it, then they have the easiest schedule in the league after this.
2: Michael, I don't think we've gone against each other in any game so far, You know, which is very unusual normally. Um, for this game, I'm kind of a column on this because I was very high on the Saints defense and that's why I picked them a couple of weeks ago when they played against the Bucks because they've given them a lot of trouble in the past and... I could see a scenario where their front seven will do damage on the titans offensive line which in pass protection is very poor and you know last week i think they were on a bit of a not say a crestful way but they wanted a point to make that they can play well with it without Terry henry but they still only put a 14 points last week you know because their defense really helped them out when i say 14 points there was a int- pick six and then they intercepted at the one yard line so effectively you might as well call it, you know another pick six and they're going and to Colin's point, where are the saints going to score points because i think what we saw with trevor Simeon in that game he came in against the books and i made the point last week you, nobody within the books camp would have schemed against him and he didn't even do it in two fantastic in the game it was all dunk and dive passes but last week the falcons was they came back well you know their defense didn't show up and i see i see a scenario here where i just can't see him scoring enough julio jones hasn't scored a touchdown against saints in seven games you know dating back to his time at the Falcons I think that's going to get corrected tomorrow I see Julio in the end zone and I see Titans winning and the Collins point if to get this one over the line with the games they're coming up you know very winnable games are in that poor division you know there's a legitimate chance they could end up with that number one seed if they keep going in the direction that they're going so it's the Titans for me
0: thank you for the analysis and um, just to confirm Alvin Kamara is out tomorrow yeah sorry yeah Kamara's gone which
2: is, a key, this which is a key point as to why we don't you know he without him, without him significant loss
0: Titans are winning this game and it's November the 13th 11 19 p.m the Titans will be the number one seed in the AFC no so doubt
2: write, about that,
0: write that down write that uh, down right now the time Ty- the Tennessee Titans shout out to Irish Titans are the number one seed in the AFC um n- not top. the Chiefs so, you know,
2: yeah not the Chiefs Mike no
0: no no joking. Sure. No. the broncos and the chiefs have joined on, on the same record the I know, i'm joking i'm joking so no. i mean is it this titans for me titans are going to finish the season at the end yeah. of week 17 uh week 18 sorry as the number one seed in the american football conference
1: the, the worry also for the Saints is they were able to get to Matt Ryan last week and sack him, yeah. but even though they were able to do that, they couldn't slow him. Matt Ryan threw all over them last week, so that was an unusual one for them. And that's why I think that you can get to Ryan Tannehill Absolutely, we've seen the Titans give up a number of sacks. But if getting to the QB and Sackium doesn't slow them down, that's an enormous con- concern. Sean Payton will probably right the ship, but it, it's just coming up against the Titans team who are so hot. As I said, t- uh, you know, it, it should be the Titans to win it.
0: We've had multiple comments saying that Julio Jones is an IR. Uh, I think Adrian Peterson is going to have a day tomorrow. Uh, sorry, Brian. Just, uh, Patriot's feeder and at nh underscore two jones has been put on oh, okay. i okay not
2: fair enough i'll take that back he won't be in the end zone he won't be the back of the end zone celebrating with he the might be waving.
0: Guys. yeah exactly
2: <laughs> this game is the one on sky by the way it's not the browns uh patriots sky are gone with this game oh yeah, um,
0: yeah there you go and look mark is picking the titans i'm picking the titans i actually think adrian peterson rolls back the years tomorrow i know i said that last week but who here went with his heightens last Sunday
2: you're good self Michael.
0: okay uh okay the next game folks is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are going up against the Washington football team 6-2 against two and six we're talking about rolling back the clock column with uh Cam Newton and Carolina they haven't been the same team since Ron Rivera left as far as I'm concerned hell of a coach underrated and I think Carolina would do well to get him back
1: well, he led a, a 2 and 7 team last year to the playoffs. So he is capable of reviving Lazarus. But even in a 17 game season, I, I don't see Washington making the playoffs this year. Uh, you know, he, the Bucs are, are going to be without AB, likely without Gronk, likely without Scotty Miller. I see Chris Godwin is going to play. Even if Godwin had been out, Mike Evans' six touchdowns since week five are the most in the NFL. So they just have such a bevy of weapons. And in in Mike Evans, in Godwin, like even, you know, you could flip a coin as to whether AB, Evans, Godwin, who, who is WR1? They're all capable of catching, they're all capable of uh, making big plays. And Tom Brady just doesn't take weeks off. Yeah, he loses games occasionally, but he never ever takes the the foot off the gas. He is a man on a mission constantly. And the Washington team are terrible against the pass. I mean, yes, their pass rush is beginning to, to finally wake up, but Chase Young still only has one and a half sacks. But I think, you know, Brady, Leonard Fournette, it, it it's difficult to, to see um, the Washington football team with Taylor Heineke, 11 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and that's with fewer than two sacks a game. Okay, the, the O-line is one thing that Washington have actually going for them that's going really well. So they've protected him, and yet he hasn't been able to, to take advantage of it. Um, the Bucks' pasty is beginning to improve as well as they get healthier. So I'm going to I, I'm going to say that the, the Bucks are going to go into Washington. They're going to get the win, and they are going to be sitting at seven and two, and the Washington football team are going to be two and seven.
2: Yeah, thanks, Key, for putting in that point. Yeah, was, I've just been informed he is unavailable so he will not be scoring and in the end zone maybe celebrate with the guys as I said a few minutes ago thanks Keith hope Keith as well he's happy after their result on Thursday um upset alert yeah Michael here comes the upset no 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 not for me books all oh, come on <laughs> books, books all the way uh you have another one another receiver that stepped in and done nicely for the books is Tyler Johnson he had a you know he had a reasonably good start to his career last year. And the last few weeks we've seen Brady start to use him a little bit more. And he's been very productive. So there is other players in the offing for the Bucs. They have got a length of wider series that they can bring in. This Washington, I think Colin has touched on how erratic this Washington defense has been. Bearing in mind what we saw last year, and as we discussed on numerous shows leading into the season, we thought they'd be really good this season and they'd be scary. But 286 yards passing, you know, that's the average they're giving up. And it's not even about the defense. The offense hasn't really done much. I mean, Scary Terry has been injured. He's been in and out of the team. Gibson, the running back, was really effective last year. Last three games, 60 or less yards rushing. Not one touchdown in there. Maybe that's more of a team situation than him, you know, him in isolation in terms of how he's playing. But I can't see him improving. The only thing, the only way I could see them is. That the books are coming off the bye week, and sometimes coming off the bye week, teams start slowly, and they only get it together late in the game, and by then the game is either lost or it's in the off, it's in the melting pot, and they just don't do enough to win the game. It's the only way I could see a scenario where Washington find a way, but then um, Washington are coming off the bye as well, so you know we've seen that a couple of times this year. It's very rare where two teams are coming off the bye, so for me, the books I think the line is nine and a half. It's a fair reflection. I think the books will win the game
0: nine and a half line with her partners at matchbook betting exchange i don't want to say lump it but, but you know how the hell is taylor heineke going to get more yards more touchdowns even how is antonio gibson or or mckissick or whatever get points not going to happen
2: <laughs> I, I, you know i was looking at this game through the week and I, I i reflected back on that playoff game in the wild card you know the late game on the saturday night last year where with five minutes to go we were still in the melting pot but we're looking you know it's a different team now I like think this Washington team is not it's not the reflection of the team we saw last year I know it was a poor you know poor division poor record but they were still probably the best team in the end and they gave the books a fair crack but it's a different situation and the game is going to be in a half-empty stage I mean Washington fans are so disgruntled with the way the the organization is running the team there will be very few there to be more books fans than Washington
0: Yeah, I I can't see past the Bucs. Uh, I'm not going to say Bucs by 40. Like Ron just commented, Ron's a Broncos fan, clearly putting that at me for last week. Ron, I'm not going to slag you because you have won Fan of the Year for the Broncos. Congratulations. I know you've got a spare Super Bowl ticket, so I'm not going to annoy you, Uh, and and we'll just just move on from that there. Um, (laughs) The Bucs are going to win uh I I, I I i could actually see the the jets have a better chance winning than the than wft week. no chance in hell brady's had a week off brady's pretty's up for it boys he got beaten new orleans he will he'll, he'll be spitting he'll be going yeah. for it yeah um, he'll be, be
2: steering on that one for two weeks i'd say
0: yeah because he didn't get to tweet w for the last two weeks uh, anyway mark picked, I, I uh, to...
2: Mark picked washington i see him yeah
0: he actually sorry you <laughs> I mark sorry it's been a long long week
2: I don't think you even have to look I think we know
0: uh, he's picked the box let's just get this over over with now so I I, I can <laughs> tell you mark has picked the Cardinals for the next game Panthers four and five going up against the Cardinals calm I know, I know we talked about this at the start but could you see calm Newton in this game like I know we talked about maybe he might have a minimal role to play over the next couple of weeks but. Surely if he gets a couple of things going, he might just start turning back the clock and running like a 12-year-old schoolgirl to lunch. He won't have a minimum role because after this game, he's going to be front and center.
1: When PJ Walker was very good, when he wasn't in the NFL. But then he entered the NFL. And when Sam Darnold is a better option than you at QB, you're not a good QB. And Cam Newton is going to be the option. Add in the fact that their line is terrible. And you can expect PJ Walker to be running for his life tomorrow because the Cardinals get sacks. And the the Panthers, you know, are really good against the the pass. And we don't know yet. And there doesn't seem to be any reports out there that I've seen around whether Kyler Murray and D-hop will play. It seems to be a game-time decision for both of them. Um and so if it is Colt McCoy, Brian was talking during, during the week that like he had a very good game when he came in initially for the Giants, he slowed after that. I imagine, yeah, the, the Panthers may be able to slow him down, bring Gilmore in. But I, I struggle to see that they, even with um, Chris McCaffrey back and he should be more effective this week, I still think the Cards will very likely have too much I I I if I was the Panthers, I'd do anything I could to try to get Cam in. Um I but they won't because Lucky hasn't had enough time. But I just think PJ Walker is really going to struggle against a card's defense that even Shorn of JJ Watt is still playing very, very well. We saw them last week. I think even if Colt McCoy slows down, they'll they'll do enough. I don't think this will be a particularly high-scoring affair but I do have the cards going to 9-1 and one and absolutely cementing their playoff status.
2: I think the two scenarios are in play as which Columns alluded a little One, I think we will see Colt McCoy slow down, therefore I don't think we'll see the, uh, the cards' offence be as aggressive and be as successful as they were last week. against. still is one of the better defence in the league. I know they've lost Brian Bournes, but on their day, the, the Panthers' defense can do well. I think that's what will happen. I think the Panthers' defense will find a way to keep them in the game, but ultimately it'll come down to the fact that they've gone five games in a row without 200 yards or more offensively. I know predominantly that's all down to Sam Darnold, but you know, it doesn't say a lot when PJ Walker's coming in. And for a guy who it just shows that, the, you know, the drop off from the NFL to the XFL because he was lighting it up in the XFL and he looked like he'll get another opportunity in the league. And he, in fairness, he got a few chances last year and he's had a few chances this year and it's just not. Just not good enough. Cars will win. Won't be a blowout. Won't be an exciting game. Four quarter comfortable. They move on. I don't think quite a play. You were talking about games, bye weeks for don't play them this week. I think more so to just they know there's bigger teams coming up for the cars and they won't play them. They're looking at the schedule. They've only got two teams. They've only got to play two more teams with a winning record. The Rams because they're in the division, and they've got the Cowboys. I'm not sure where they are in terms of home and away, but. I mean, get those games out out the road and then the other one's after. Good chance the cards are gonna be number one seed.
0: I am casually checking right now to see if Kyler Murray is playing on Sunday, but I can't see anything. I I tried,
1: I I couldn't see anything. Schefter tweeted the list of players who he expected to play and who he expected to be out. Neither Kyler Murray nor Hopkins were on either list.
0: Well, thank you, folks, for, for not helping us out today. Media, I don't really
2: think... The, sorry, the media outlets indicate that they think he won't play. But, you know yourself. I you don't know. think he will.
0: I don't think it will matter. Do you know? I just I just don't think it matters. You know, like, the, the Cardinals will still find a way to win this game. Um, last week, against New England, the Panthers... Look, like, chill, like, like, like school children. Um, That New England team are not on special. I know they've got a good defense and they're getting there and they're building up, but they are not in any way at all a special team. I think the Browns will put that off tomorrow. So to lose 24-6 against that team says one thing, but I, I, ju- I just cannot see how Arizona don't win this game. And you're right in what you're saying about Kyler Murray. Leave him off. Rest him. Dak Prescott should never have played last week, for example. Leave him off. Keep the crack. Keep the time. As Ron says, they're cards by sixty. Uh, I by think 60? cards by twenty. Yeah, he's he's taking the out of I know. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. Week, but uh, I the cards going to
2: Seattle next week, sorry, Michael. So you'd have to think they'd be looking at that as a forefront of where of Murray should be. You know, I mean, do you want to risk him this week against him game? They could arguably should win, and. Do more damage, or have him forty fifth for a game next week. that Effectively, if they win, potentially, will put Seattle completely out of picture. I know we haven't. Even come it's to like that game. a,
0: it's like champo in a cotton cotton wool. Put his leg up. Enjoy yourself. Not gonna happen. Picking the cards. Cards go nine and one. My God. Right, Vikings Chargers. This is a really intriguing game column because the, the the Chargers need to win here, don't they? They real like in this division, they need to win
1: um Yeah, but so does every everybody in. The, I know to get. You know, A- AFC. Like, like the other, the thing about the this week though is that you do have the Raiders and the Chiefs, so some team is, is going to lose. But the Chargers, of course, and harvard was fantastic last week, and he's going up against the Viking side where Patrick Peterson is on IR. Daniel Hunter is out for the rest of the season and Breland isn't having a good year. So, and even with that, like, their pass rush, and I suppose Patrick Peterson and Zimmer scheming a little bit had meant that they had been playing well against the pass, but it really feels like injuries are beginning to take their toll on this Viking side. Um, I, I think Rayshon Slater uh, versus Emerson Griffin will be a fascinating matchup we had. Sam Monson on during the week, and Sam was talking about how impressed he was with Slater. So I think that's one to to keep an eye on. You can run on both of these teams. So I I don't know if with what's going on, is Dalvin Cook going to play? If he is, then he expects him to put up yards. The issue for the charge, Austin Eckler, if he if he can um you know stay fit fitting in the game, he should put up yards because you can absolutely run on on them. But the Chargers do play the pass very well, even though Kirk Cousins has been playing well this year. We know that this is a Vikings team we've talked about it time and time again. They always keep it tight. I imagine they will. They are they're going to be desperate for a win as well because they if they lose, you know, to and they go three and six. They're quite deep in the mire, but I I think that the Chargers at home, with Herbert playing as as well as he is, should have enough to beat this Viking side. I'm gonna go with the the Chargers, but the, it's the Vikings. The Vikings are capable of beating anyone and losing to anyone.
2: I mean, Colin makes the point around Cook and how productive Cook can be for this for this Vikings team. Against Chargers' defense, it's given up an average of 161 yards a game. But the problem is, you just don't know with the Vikings. And Colin's talking about like, Two weeks ago against the Cowboys, Cook could have had a field day. They didn't really use him properly. They went with passing all night. Are we going to see the same scenario tomorrow? You just don't know. Herbert, for some reason, has had his most productive games against the NFC, as opposed to the AFC. He's had 300-plus yards against every NFC team he's played. So I don't know what's the situation because the AFC see more of them and they, they know what to expect. Or the NFC just, but it's bizarre because all his good games have come against them. There's been a number of players this week who have been in isolation because of COVID, been in the Vikings. A Touchdown time again. It's not so much about how poorly they is, but the preparation for the game, I think that would impact on them. Mike Williams hasn't had a touchdown in three games. He's been off. He's completely off kilter. I see it coming back this Sunday and going for the Chargers to win. I think it will be a high-scoring one. I see I think we'll see players like Mike Williams bounce back and have really good games for the Chargers. Chargers to win.
0: Yeah, as colin said, Raiders playing the Chiefs there. Uh, somebody's gonna have to lose in the afc West this weekend. Broncos playing the Eagles as well. We'll top of that game next. But the Chargers have to win this game. The Chargers winning against Philadelphia set that president where they can get it over the line. They need to get this over the line against a team that never get it over the line with Mike Zimmer. So yeah they're not going to <laughs> something you know I, I, let me predict the game right now the chargers will be up with by two points with two minutes to go the vikings will get the ball to the 40-yard line of the chargers and go for a field goal and it'll dunk off the inside of the post and go out and they'll lose the game again the chargers are going to win this game but what i'm intrigued about is how will they win this game will they win the game comfortably will they struggle because herbert had uh, 356, ugh, 356 yards last week, two touchdowns. Can he improve? Can he throw more touchdowns? That's what I want to say. I want to see more fluidity in this Chargers offensive defense um, because they're a hell of a team. doesn't matter who I support, they are a hell of a team. And they should be looking at this division, the AFC West, and thinking, this is our division, lads. Because, what I would honestly, say about... if they play it out, it is.
2: Oh, sorry. sorry, Michael, let me in a quick question. What I would say about the That's Chargers right. team is, like, last year when they were losing games by close scores people said oh we need to see that chargers team that can go out and win games and close out games and we saw that last week against philadelphia that's suppose we saw that against the browns but wouldn't it be nice for a chargers fan to watch a game where they actually go and beat a team convincingly because you have to do that as well you can't keep winning these close games because nine times out of ten there's gonna be one where a slip up and it'll cost you a big opportunity come playoff time they should go out tomorrow and put a marker down for this division and say, look, we're the team that we believe we're the best team in this division, and we're on host this Vikings team. They're, they're so erratic, it's unbelievable. You know, Zimmer will be there for me next year. If he is, they're, they're cheating the fans
0: because they need to make changes. It's not, it's not working. Mark is going with the Chargers. Mark is also... Well, house every game. Uh, well, oh no, Mark's sorry, going the Browns the Eagles now. here now. The the Eagles is- against the Rosie oh, he? okay yes he he's he's going with the Eagles uh, Eagles I you know they weren't that far off last week against that Chargers team still good beats sitting three and six going to the Broncos Broncos uh, in a COVID hotspot at the minutes uh, Pat Shermer is expected to miss the game in, in terms of protocols and going by the way that this team handles COVID protocols who knows by the time the game's starting Who will be out and who will be starting at certain positions it wouldn't surprise me that being said i hope everyone's doing well everyone's safe but when you are are being sent as a season ticket holder an email to wear a mask you know there's something seriously wrong going on in denver or colorado in general at the minute but the broncos column last week unbelievable against the cowboys i sat here and said the cowboys were going to win by 40. do you think that they've turned it round or are you pessimistic ahead of this game against Nick Sariani's Eagles team?
1: I think that the Broncos took every advantage that came their way against the Cowboys team that were cocky last week. As soon as Dak was announced as starter, the Cowboys thought, we're going to win this easy. And especially going for it on the two fourth downs so early on and not the coming of empty both times, gave the Broncos you know, an, an enormous boost, and from from there, it, they built on that, and just everything went wrong for the Cowboys, but the Broncos played very well, you'd have to say, uh, and Jonathan Cooper, in particular, was really good in, in the pass rush. I w- what I will say is, I think that whoever loses this game tomorrow, right, they, no matter what happens, the losing QB will take the blame, because across country it just you know it doesn't like teddy bridgewater and the uh, a lot of the eagles fans have no time for jalen hurts so even if um, it's not on them i think they will take the blame for it particularly in the, the media as, as well the other thing that i suppose is interesting around this is both of these teams have completely different defensive approaches the Eagles are happy to give up short stuff, allow you to make completions. They don't want to give up the, the big plays. They they don't do a whole lot of disguises. The Broncos are completely different. The Broncos um, look to, to disguise everything, which really worked against the the Cowboys last week. Justin Simmons was outstanding, and uh, that's going to be fascinating to see how those two match up. You know, the Eagles have finally discovered running the ball. I keep saying it, but they ran the ball five times against the Cowboys earlier this season. Five times. Uh, They've suddenly woken up to it. The Broncos, for the first time, properly utilised Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams last last weekend. I'm interested to see, can they do that again? The Eagles allowed Justin Herbert to essentially do what he wanted last week. Will that be the same with Teddy Bridgewater? The only thing I, I suppose that will also be interesting, the other side of things, is the Eagles are unreal if they get into the red zone. They're third best team in the league if they get into the red zone. So the Broncos can't allow that to happen too frequently. Look, if the Broncos beat the, the Cowboys last week and lose to the Eagles, then it was a pointless victory over the Cowboys. And it really meant nothing. This should be a game. The Broncos are at home. Obviously, there are COVID issues in Colorado, and um, the the Broncos are, are missing a number of players. But it should be a, a, tea, a, a game where the Broncos build on what was the standout performance from Vic Fangio's tenure thus far, and they beat the Eagles. It's going to be close, no matter who wins it. I'm going to go toss a coin. The Broncos should win it and go to six and four. And the Broncos should, if they sit six and four, going into the bye, make the playoffs.
2: Two weeks ago, the season was over. We either in rebuild. Von Miller's gone. Other players could go before the deadline. Two weeks later, potentially to go six and four, an opportunity to be well within the crazy line of AFC teams that are looking to get a wild card bizarre but i said at the time i didn't agree with the trade i didn't understand what they were doing i know at the end of the season von miller could walk away but sometimes you've got to let players walk away for the good of the team but this eagles team 71 of their, percent of their plays in the last two games has been run run orientated that to me just shows they just don't trust towards And well he plays well reasonably well they don't trust him in the long run we touched on it earlier in the week when we were having conversations around whether it's sirianni that's holding him back or whether it's it's Horst just isn't good enough to be in the NFL. It's a bit of a mix and match opinion in terms of what people were saying. But that's the conversation we have with Conor Rogers, who came on our show on Tuesday night. But for me, this Broncos defence is really good and really strong. And for all the frailties that we discussed during the season, players not showing up, they're still only giving up 18 or less points in six games. I don't see a situation where Horst can go and beat this Broncos defence. Whatever about Bridgewater being good enough to win the game is probably another conversation. But... Bridgewater's completion rate is quite high and if you look at the Eagles off defense touchdown on Monday show they don't change you know they let teams go up and down the field on them there's no in-game management they don't even have time in the, and the defense quarter makes changes they just basically this is the scheme we work off it If we stop them we stop them we don't we don't <laughs> anyway I was going to say, I, I said in the past with the Denver more like Liverpool fans, you know, they went down for twenty odd years, like they should have won the league every year. But anyway, we move on. For me, the Broncos should win this game, and I hope the Broncos win this game because I don't have much love for the Eagles.
0: Let's not have personal uh, hatred towards teams here. Okay, Ryan. I think
2: nine times out of ten, the, the <laughs> Broncos at home in Mile High should win this game. The only concern I actually have was I touched on it in our private group earlier today. Um, Mike Shield is the offensive coordinator. I haven't experienced him with the Giants. I have two years of experience with, with, Shur- with Pat Shermer. He concerns me. Because when he was in Carolina, he wasn't a fantastic coordinator. He wasn't then expected with the Giants, and now he's stepping in tomorrow. So i will be interested to see what playbook he, he's handed for this game. Did he go very conservative, or did they try expose this? And they should expose. Having gone to Dallas last week and put up 40-odd points? There's no reason why they shouldn't be putting that up against this Eagles defense, because this Eagles defense is
0: bad private group it's the first i've heard of that must have a look at that off the show um look there are Air many group, things i Michael. can say error group i i know i'm joking there are many things i can say here Um, i'm going to try and keep it to one minute maximum the broncos should beat the eagles the broncos have the talent to beat the eagles the broncos at the start of the season had no excuses big fans you had to get to the playoffs yada 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 however there there is a pessimist in me that says i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning have some breakfast mark some books for my job by about 7am my my clothes is gonna tweet out and say that a couple of players have tested positive i just got a really really bad feeling ahead of this game because this year we know the rules if you don't play you forfeit the game there's no ball this year there's there's no movement what happened last year was a disgrace because teams weren't treated equally. That's a different conversation for a different time. But I just have a bad, bad feeling about this game. The Eagles, now I'm not a trained coach. Um, here is how you beat the Broncos tomorrow. You run the ball consistently, maybe 70% of the time. You use play action when you don't. You take your field goals. You do not go for it in fourth down. Take your field goals. Even if you're on a second down at the 40-yard line for the Broncos, you take your field goals um, and you utilise the first and second down opportunities and you utilize the punts that the Broncos have because they'll have a good few punts the first and second quarter in this game is is so key and um, if the Eagles are in it at halftime they have a chance big time the Broncos will win by a field goal you'll but, take it you take it of course of course I'll take it but somebody we said in the last game you know you have to win like you're talking about the charges you know you, you want to see a team start to win convincingly there are no excuses anymore. But this is like playing Monopoly with Vic Fangio and he's been given the get out of Gil free card because two weeks ago, everybody was damn right to think what they thought. It was a what
2: joke. I, what so, I would say is well, really, if you look at the Eagles results, right? Everybody goes, oh, they're in this game. They were close. Look at the score at the end of the game. You actually look at where the score was leading into the fourth quarter of all those games. The games were over. In Oakland, home to the Bucks. they were out of those games and they got late Garbage Town touchdowns, touchdowns and everybody goes, oh, look at Hurt's stats. Aren't they fantastic? He threw two touchdowns. He's shown them in the last four or five minutes of each game. The game is effectively over. The Broncos should be winning this game Come to me.
0: That's the big that, that that's the big word there should be. And were they playing on the pier in Oakland or, or where where were they playing?
2: The game is in Vegas.
0: I'm so sorry. You said Oakland. I'm really sorry. I had, oh, I had to do apologies.
2: It. Sorry, yeah, fair point. Yeah. Okay.
0: As I said there, Marcus was saying about the Eagles. He's picking the Packers in this game. He
2: picked the Eagles, bearing in mind how Negative. He's been about Jalen Horton particularly. I Have think he
0: gets the Broncos. He hits us. Maybe, maybe I don't think he hates on. you guys, but he <laughs> <laughs> <hates> the Broncos. <laughs> I'm only joking, Mark. Get get back on here soon, man. Uh, missing Mark tonight and all his uh, abba cliches, etc. So yeah. could really do a one right now. Broncos for me, anyway. Hell of a game. I want to give a shout out first off to the, to the UK and Irish Packers that are heading over to the states for the first time in two years. um they, they might not like my pick in a couple of minutes. True, yeah. Yes, uh, and and you know what? Not not just to them, but to everybody heading over from Ireland, UK, whatever. Especially, if, I think this is like the first big weekend. Uh, enjoy yourselves if you're over and you're watching us now somewhere. How's it going? Um, intriguing game. Russell Wilson reborn against the COVID destroyer. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback in Lambeau Field. Column, hell of a game. Big game. Who wins it and why?
1: The Packers went, because Aaron
0: Rodgers is back. Ru- Russ He's is back. COVID, He's had COVID, and we don't know what the symptoms were around so. him. Did you did you see
1: it? Did you not see the interview? He was grand. <laughs> He'll be fine. Russ's, Russ's injury is far more serious. How fit can Russ be? Russ was cooking before the, the injury. Uh, Ten touchdowns, one interception. He was playing phenomenally well but they're going up against a, a Packers defense that's seventh against the pass. And even though the Seahawks have improved, and as Pete Carroll tends to do, the defense improves as the season uh, goes on. I, I just think um, that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to have enough. We know that Aaron Rodgers is capable of being brilliant. We know Aaron Rodgers loves the spotlight. All eyes are going to be on Lambeau Field tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, get get a win. I, you know, score wise, I have no no idea, but I do think that the Packers are going to go to eight and two.
2: When Wilson was playing, they were averaging 28 points a game. Whatever about the defense, the offense was, doing, was playing very well and they were losing games because the defense was so erratic. But it's similar to last season in many ways. You know, they were so poor to start. The difference last year is their record wasn't reflective of where they are now. They're struggling. This is a must game. I mean, if they lose this game three and six, going in next week at home to the Cardinals, we've a Murray potential coming back. It's a make or break situation. And we don't know. What we're going to see Rogers. I think the only thing, symptoms we saw over the past two weeks from Rogers is insanity with some of the stuff that, that he's come out with. Um, the Pac-D has been so strong this year, 17 points or less in five games. No team has won well on the road to get, these when these two have played since 2010, and I'm going to go with the breaking of the streak. I am going with the Seahawks to go in and shock the Packers and win this game and put themselves back in with a shouting chance of a wild card, because if they win this one, with the cars coming to town. And, yeah, there's not a lot of sense. People will say you know why you pick Seattle? You're against Rogers, you're against the Packers. I just have a feeling, if there's games in the season where one team needs it more than the other, and Seattle need this game more than the Packers. So for me, I'm going to Seahawks. Michael hasn't returned to my screen. Oh, he's back. Who did Mark pick, the Packers?
0: He picked the Packers. I'm picking the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to go Lambeau. I think Russell Wilson's going to turn it on on both the rushing and the passing and I think Pete Carroll going to be laughing his head off tomorrow going four and five and I think Aaron Rogers is in, for, is in for a bad day and um, we have no idea what his symptoms are of COVID because he sat down on a seat and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked, and talked for 26 and a half minutes. He's been eating clay, um, not clay, sorry not, not Clay Matthews but actual clay. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I just, I, I've got a feeling. I had a feeling about Jacksonville last week. I could be proven wrong massively, but, you know, for Pete Carly, he has to win this game. Seattle needs to win this game. And I think if you're Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, you need a decent game here. I don't see the Packers pulling away in this game, and I can see the Seahawks' defence keeping the minute, but I can also see Russell Wilson pulling ahead in the second quarter and getting this Packers team. To seven and three, um, I'm, that that's my one big shock of the week. I'm, I'm 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 taking Seattle against Green Bay. I hope everybody over there, especially the Irish lads and ladies, have a lovely weekend. Uh, I also apologise to Ivan, but I'm taking the Seahawks.
2: I just like to make uh, sorry two more points on this game Um something that hasn't been really picked up on this week Um i believe chris carson the running back is going to play as well for the seahawks he's been out for a number of weeks which coincided with wilson's injury so it's a bit of a double whammy he's really effective i think he will also help the game because you get be to give them a balanced offense and i'm not gonna i'm not picking the seahawks because i think oh here we go rogers won't have done anything for a fortnight he's been in protocol blah blah, blah. it's more so like we've seen players come out you know Last weekend, players didn't train all week to come out and have a great performance on the Sunday. It's just more so, I think, the situation where the season is, where the hopes are. I think Seattle really need this more than the pack, and that's why I'm going with Seattle.
0: Okay. Before we look at Sunday Night Football, let's look at the betting element of it. Now, Brian, obviously, the Irish NFL show presented by Matchbook Betting Exchange. Thank you very much to Matchbook for their continued support of the irish nfl show how, how did the bet get on last week obviously matchbook give us a few yo-yos to play around I, with
2: i hope people are following our bets anymore because the last few weeks have been very difficult and i was going to hand over the reins for some reason it seems to be always falling on me i was going to hand over the reins to Mark tonight, but forcing Mark is well and couldn't be couldn't be with us so i
0: am i'm happy to place the bet if if, if needs be I'm, I'm happy to. well do. i'm going to
2: call a few teams out and you can tell where you agree with me okay because tonight probably of all weeks of the season we've had a very you know cohesive agreement on most games so i'm going to call a few out i'm going to um where i feel we can stick them in so we're going to i'm going to put in uh, the books to beat washington yeah and um, I'm going to put in yeah. the titans to beat saints
0: yeah
2: yeah i'm going to put in the Colts to beat the jacks steelers to beat the lions and i think at five games five teams that's more than enough the last one being the cardinals to beat the panthers cardinals steelers Colts, titans books five team accumulator paying around three to one and i think monday morning we should be back in the back in the good books
0: so what Do you're saying is the... you're going to get me you're, you're going to send me money for a coffee on monday morning. Is what you're saying yeah that's the plan
2: because if i had your money i'd borrow my own michael
0: okay okay well <laughs> looking at looking at matchbook and um, we're starting to show some videos from sully and also from daniel i'll say in regards to yes. super bowl outrights, you can currently bet on the super bowl outrights at the minute Uh in terms of the outrights at the minute the bucks are the are, are the favorites bills second ramsford cardinals for all the odds are a matchbook.com in terms of this week uh lads brian we will start with you the handicap for the bills jets game is 13 minus 13 for the bills uh do you think that is good value or what, what's your thoughts on the handicaps this week
2: I think the handicap on the that game in particular, I think, is a very tricky one to, to call because I could see a situation where the Bills could be up and they could be letting the foot off the gas, and the Jets get a few late scores. For me, if you're asking me where I'd go this week in terms of where picking a handicap, I think the Bucks at minus nine and a half points against Washington. So We're asking the Bucks to win by ten or more. I think that's a fair price. A fair price in terms of reflection of the line. I think that's one that I'd be jumping all over. There's a, that was my call of the week or pick of the week or individual whatever way you want to call it michael that's for me is the one the books to cover that nine and a half points
0: column i know you're not a betting man but the broncos are favored to win minus two is a handicap i know i know and i know you've picked the broncos to win could you see the broncos win could you see the broncos winning by more than two points yeah because
2: it'll probably be three in a brandon
1: mcmanus field goal <laughs>
0: there you go it's well, even money at the minute
2: on much bigger interesting. I picked up on when you were talking about the game and um, you said that you know the scenario in LA would be that the Chargers will be winning by two points and the Vikings will drive down and miss a field because that's typical Vikings well the line is two and a half so again similar scenario we need Chargers to win by three interesting one to think that someone out there might back the Vikings plus two and a half because it's such a tight game and potentially could go either way
0: the one for me this week is the colts Jaguars game. The line, the handicap, sorry, is minus 10 for the Colts. Uh, they, yeah. That will happen uh, as far as I'm concerned. I, I can see the Colts winning by 10 to 14 points. And that's all I'm going to say. I'd like to thank Matchbook. And uh, I don't know Brian and Colin will, will also add to that. But uh, a huge thanks to Matchbook for their continued support. We're getting there to the Super Bowl, uh, boys. And uh, I, lo- I love that you
1: basically have to get out the crayons to explain this to me. <laughs> i think
0: by, by week 10 you have an idea of what a handicap is yeah
2: no 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 by the time he gets off that flight to la having haven't sat with me for 10 hours <laughs> I, don't worry i'll have talked i'll explain it also he'll be doing well, all the lingo and everything <laughs> if,
0: if you're like me and like i before week one i wasn't sure what the exchange was go online go on the matchbooks youtube there's loads of videos there's loads of videos explaining it if you think the chiefs have a chance tomorrow night and some of football against the raiders you can go on and set your own odds and if somebody matches it you can get it so it's up to you hey uh, thanks again the matchbook very uh really really appreciate
1: I, it yeah uh, absolutely i i imagine i might be doing a db cooper impersonation if i have to talk to brian for 10 hours about betting there might be some listeners who will understand that reference
2: a live podcast on a plane Um, we're going to come to sunday night football Handicap line raiders plus two and a half points not favorites chiefs favorites by two and um, two and a half points i was slightly surprised Brandon when he had poorly the chiefs have been playing
0: okay and we'll see what happens you can see the link in the tweet for all the odds on matchbook matchbook.com uh check out the american football section and we're hopefully going to try and persuade sully to get an mvp market on next week yeah okay sunday night football on NBC god I have to go to work in the who's Mark gone for oh I don't think he gave me a pick hold on he didn't he didn't pick Sunday football um Mark, I'm just going if
2: you are watching get a he, he, get, it'll go get out, it'll out on our um or we or Sunday slot where we put out I, I'm, I'm thinking about Mark, Mark Hogan's
0: head. picks here I mean if Mark's trying to make the the graphic that does he have a thing for no pick <laughs> for Sunday Night football for Mark I, I don't know anyway uh Chiefs fi- five and four Raiders five and three um start us off Colin this is uh intriguing to say the least
1: yeah the AFC West battle to me I suppose this is well, what are the Chiefs, right? Because talk them up. I talked them up massively before the, the season. But they have, you know, they sit at five and four and you are what your record says you are. But they they found a way to, to beat the Giants. But against the Packers, they had everything go their way last week. They're going up against um, a, a QB making his league debut. They decide to sit his mother and his girlfriend somewhere in outer space. They were, I mean, did Elon Musk give them the rocket to where they put, where they decided to to put them? Um, And yet, Patrick Mahomes is only sacked once, right? But everything felt like a struggle. He went, he tried throwing at, at Tyreek Hill 11 times. They connected four times. That that's his main like outlet. That's the big play. And and the teams have taken that away. They've used the, the two-cover shell. Um they've dared Mahomes to to beat them by taking stuff underneath. And Mahomes hasn't been patient enough. And he keeps saying this week that he is going to to keep taking shots. Well, he's got to connect on them. We know he's capable of it. Um, but it's it's an interesting one to to say the least. The the Raiders were flat last week given everything that was going on that wasn't a a huge surprise but the Raiders were playing the Chiefs really well even when the Chiefs were flying over the past couple of of years and they played the pass really well so far this season a lot of that comes from their pass rush being so effective Max Crosby has been absolutely outstanding (laughs) But I think this is a really tough game, right? Because if you... I, I just said about the what most teams have done is they've adapted. And they've gone the two-cover shell against Mahomes and they've said, right, you're going to have to take the underneath stuff. We're not going to allow you to go deep. We're going to take, as Jeff was saying, we're going to take Hill out of the game. But the the Raiders, it's all single high, okay? 80% of their saps, single high. If they don't adapt, then... Mahomes could. This could be the where Mahomes has a field day, and they they get back into it. Um, I think this is a really tough game to to play uh, or to to pick. I, I really do. Um, I I can see ways that both sides win. I'm going to say the Raiders don't change um, what they're what they're doing, and as a result, the Chiefs get the the win, but. I I keep saying the Chiefs are gonna you know gonna get gonna find a way or gonna gonna win. This one, yeah, I'm I'm saying it, but I I I'm not sure how how much I believe it.
2: I'm not I'm not concerned with this game at all. And I've, I've the Chiefs, no, not for me. I've watched them the last two weeks. People keep saying. They're going to get it together they're going to get it together because it's the chiefs but there's no science behind it anymore there's no you know i know they were saying mahomes hasn't been sacked he's been sacked the odd time 13 points they put up in the second sorry in the game last week zero points in the second half the monday prior to that against the giants six points in the second half both events play well in fairness to you know both events have schemed against against Mahomes, well, and people say oh but the Raiders defense is a bit erratic same time all the blitz this season 35% of their blitzes they've got to the quarterback so I actually think Mahomes will struggle tomorrow night and they're still going up against a team that's averaged 31 points a, year, a game I said last week that I felt the Giants would win because with all the concern I didn't think our defense would play well but with all the concern you know with the rogue stuff it was similar enough to when they were flat after they grew and stuff they lost at home to the bears the following week they rebounded in denver and won very well and put up a good score on the broncos defense and i think they won't have any trouble against this chiefs defense that has played reasonably well the past two weeks but get hold of a good offense and they'll expose them again i think the raiders will win comfortably in this game tomorrow night i don't see it being close i think we're going to a situation where people are just going to have to start moving on from the Chiefs, and I'll probably be completely wrong on Monday night show. But for, for me, the Raiders rebound; they win well, and it's a big, it's a big one in, within the division.
0: Yeah, like, it's luck I fall in love
2: with the Chiefs because I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of it'll get done, it'll get right, it'll get, it'll, it'll come around again.
0: If I can see. I i got hounded on the eighth of February for saying Holmes was nowhere near good enough in the Super Bowl. It was always oh, it was somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault when you play the Constitution. Always somebody else's fault. Mahomes hasn't been good enough this season so far. He looks lost. He looks like a lad that has been watching too many tech talks with his sister and his brother and sorry, his sister, his wife and his brother. Um but look, let's let's talk to the uh let's uh, let's talk about the football here. The reality is Kansas City should go into Vegas on Sunday Night Football and run the ball as much as Mahomes throws it. That's not going to happen because they've got Paddy Mahomes. Paddy Mahomes will probably have 35-40 pass attempts on Sunday Night Football and that will be their downfall. Um, I think the Ravens sorry, the Raiders will have the Chiefs number early on. I think they'll they'll guess everything. I think the strategy from Eric Biennemi this season has been woeful. To say the least. And I think with the DC and Vegas and the fact that the Raiders will defend the pass well, I think this could be over early. I I can see the Raiders winning by 10, 14 points against a lackluster Chiefs offense. Um this Chiefs team is non-special and maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe they'll turn it around. I don't think they'll turn around this season. And I think you know, when you see certain people on social media, great great lads good lads and lassies chiefs fans that are panicking i think they know what's happening i think they know what's coming this is why i was saying a minute ago about how important it was for the Chargers to beat uh the vikings on sunday because the chiefs are going to lose against the raiders raiders are going to be the six and three and the chiefs are nowhere near good enough when you have a quarterback that just wants to hit and hope half the time and clearly as far as i'm concerned against the giants a couple of plays looked like he was making it up in the spot so for me, they should have got beat last week against the Packers. They should have got beat against the Giants. They're going to lose against a team that got beat by the Giants last week. They're going to lose against their Raiders. Mm. Um, and the Chiefs are going to go 5-5. Five and five. And it's amazing, Brian, how much we can all be in harmony a week that the Giants don't play.
2: I think it's a fork in the road game for for this division you know if there's a scenario is there a scenario in play here where everybody could be could be on the same record there's a the there's a
0: scenario in play here where the Chiefs could be fourth in the AFC West tomorrow even
2: yeah I think it's one of those situations where the Raiders will recognize if we win this we put two games because I think no matter what we say about the Chiefs everybody benchmarks themselves in this division against the Chiefs so if the Raiders win this game tomorrow and I know the Chargers are up there completing but they'll still say right we're two games ahead this Chiefs because everybody at some saves expects the Chiefs to come come with a run it'll be a similar scenario as well with the broncos if they were they win and the chiefs the chiefs finished they're ahead of the chiefs by game sorry the chiefs finish by not winning this game and then god knows what happens in l.a with the other game i still expect charges to win it makes the division really competitive it's a crunch it's a crunch weekend for me in this division it's we'll see next week where we go from here but for, for me for having watched the raiders last week they were flat they were disappointing i felt a lot of us down to the road i think they'll rebound and Bear in mind, as Column Colum said, it, The last, even when the Chiefs were really successful, the Raiders always put it up to them. Last year, they won with a Kelsey last second touchdown in the Vegas and the previous game, the, Ra- the Raiders went in there and beat them in Arrowhead. So it's not against the rounds the possibility Tomorrow we see the Raiders go out and give them a good going over.
0: A good going over. That's it. Week 10, any final points, column?
1: I think that there are just really, some really intriguing games. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how, obviously, that Patriots-Browns game plays out. Packers, Seahawks, and Chiefs-Raiders. I have no doubt that we will see, um, you know, just incredible. Like, look at last week, right? We, we did this show last week, and then 20, by the time 24 hours later rolled around, there were a host of shocks. I wonder what we're going to be talking about on, on Monday night.
2: The Well, that's going to be a good game on Monday night, especially with the OBJ stuff. But this is probably the first week, I'd imagine, if you look through all the games, where we've been very consistent across a number of picks. You know, those games that you you touched on there, column, where it's a bit touch and go, the Raiders game, the Browns-Patriots game. But by and large, we've gone for the same team in a lot of games. But I think the reality of that is, come, come tomorrow night or come Monday evening when we're starting off our Monday show, Somewhere, some somebody has caused a shock that we didn't expect to, to come. Um, again, it makes for a great weekend of action.
0: Yeah, and the Raiders are slight underdogs against the Chiefs, should have said yeah. that. You can check out our partners, Matchbook, £15, 15-year welcome offer. Code is Irish, NFL show. All the T's and C's that are 18 plus. Please only spend what you can afford. We're back at 9.45 on Monday after the Northern Iron game playing Italy on, on Monday night, so uh, yeah, see you after then. I know Brian, you'll all be watching, boys, and uh, hopefully, everyone enjoys their week 10. Uh, I want to thank everybody for their support, thank Trust, thank Matchbook for the support. It's been good, crack boys. Hope you enjoy week 10 and uh, see you on Monday night. See thank you guys. Monday. Thank you. Good night. God bless. So, we leave it there. So, okie doke Good night, and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>